newest episode of Athletics for Life podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, uh, Jeff and CD. Uh, and today we're going to do, we're going to continue on with our alumni series, interviewing a couple of young gentlemen uh, that went to ISU. So Jeff, you know him better than I do. Why don't you introduce our guests for today? Yeah, we're very proud to have John T. and Morris on our podcast today. Um, graduated last year, um, both uh, in Australia right now. John T. is originally from New Zealand, Morris from Australia. And uh, they've been part of our programs here, sports programs. Um, very humble, very nice young gentlemen. So we're very happy and honored that they're here on our podcast today to share their story uh, and to see what lessons they learned from our programs. So uh, we're going over to Morris and Jonti. Super that you guys are here today. It's lovely to see you again, uh, Morris and Jonti. Um, we're running a podcast, Mr. CD and I, uh, Athletics for Life, where we talk to alumni, athletics directors, coaches. We had some very interesting guests in the world of sports. Actually, Jonti, we had uh, Mr. Richard Young, a doctor who works for the uh, New Zealand uh, national sports teams. Uh, so yeah, we had him on Wednesday, um, but yeah. we also do a alumni series where we talk to former ISU, ASU students. Um, so uh, it's great that you guys are here today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you guys. Uh, I didn't recognize the names when uh, Mr. Copes had said. Like, hey, we're going to interview Morris and Jonti. I was like, oh, okay. But now I recognize the faces now that you guys are here. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to, to talk to you guys today. Yeah, great, guys. So we're just going to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing now, um, some catching up some memories from ISU, and uh, to share your story, um, talk a little bit about the sports, um, and just in general how you guys are doing. So uh, could you just quickly introduce yourself and then just tell us where you are right now, and what you're doing right now, school, for example. Morris, you know? Yeah, Morris first. <laughs> uh, so my name is Morris Arnold. I'm 19. I've just moved back to Canberra after spending the last five years in Mongolia at ISU. And I just enlisted into the Army at the start of this year. And I'm currently uh, studying at the Australian Defence Force Academy, where I study aeronautical engineering. So eventually, after I graduate, I'll go on to become an officer in the Australian Army. So... Right now, it's just a lot of study and a lot of PT. <laughs> uh, my name is John T. Groves. Um, I was in Mongolia for three years and I'm now, well, currently I'm in Brisbane, but I go to school in Perth, Australia. Um, I'm studying business management and yeah. Great, guys. And uh, what sports did you guys play at ISU? I know I've seen you in basketball, uh, but what what sports did you play while you were there? I played basketball and football. And yeah. Yeah, I, I was pretty fortunate. I got to do all three, uh, but I'll definitely say my favorite was definitely basketball. As, as I grew up, kind of grew more into love of it. But yeah, I got to play, like Dr. said, football, basketball and volleyball. Yeah, you made a massive transition, uh, more from football to basketball. When, when was that? Because you were massive into 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 football, soccer, right? And then you were totally switched to basketball. When, when did that happen? I would say towards the end of eleventh grade. I used to always be like pretty pretty short kid, but I would say as I kind of got like that tiny bit taller, and I guess just kept on playing like more and more sports. I was like, ah, oh, I guess this is what what my body likes doing more now. That's it's grown up a bit. 
What are some, uh, what are some things that you remember most from your time playing sports at ISU? What are some things that stick out for you? Uh, I know for myself, I'll have to be the trainings, um, trainings and like the atmosphere, even though we didn't have many teams, um, that we could play with, with Mongolia, uh, it was also, it was always very, I don't know. You always knew there was going to be a good rivalry, whether it's, um, like ASU versus ISU or like another school, even if we like, were fortunate to play against other Mongolian schools as well. Um, that was probably my favorite part because you knew there was, even though there wasn't a large amount of competition, it was always a fierce competition. Hmm. Uh, I would say my favorite part was uh, always having something to look forward to, whether there's like a training on in the morning or the afternoon or a game at the end of the week or, you know, the big trip coming up, like it would always have something like to look forward to. And I guess that kept me like pretty motivated, always like getting keen to either train or play games. <laughs> Guys, talking about that, uh, those big trips, and uh, you know the, all the all the all all the tournaments we did. How was it for you to, you know, being from New Zealand and being from Australia, to be in Mongolia and then going down to these places in China and uh, and Macau and you know to play these tournaments for ISU and for Mongolia? How was that? Uh, I, um, I come from a oh, sorry, I come from a pretty small country town, so going to all these big big cities was definitely a big shock shock for me. And especially like moving countries and being with a, b- a bunch of different kids, I'd say it's made me like a lot more open-minded, especially now that I'm back here in Australia, I can see my experiences are really, really different from a lot of my other friends. Mm-hmm. And especially in things like basketball training, they'll be calling drills one thing, you know, I, I've known them another way or they'll have offenses run this way and I've known them run a different way. So I, I guess it's just that real interconnectedness and also that like experience. Like I think it's, stuff i'll definitely remember for the rest of my life having that opportunity yeah like what morris said because i was from perth and normally a a two-hour flight from perth is kind of either up north or three-hour flight you go to bali but for us in mongolia it was a two-hour flight in your beijing like (laughs) china which was pretty insane how you go from like flying for two hours you're in the same state you fly for two hours and you're in a whole completely different country and culture, which I think was, was probably one of the best parts about it. You never, like you're always able to go somewhere that wasn't too far away. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm curious about uh, like the cultural difference. Um, whether, did you notice it much coming to Mongolia and being in Mongolia? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a big culture shock. Like you, you pulled up to ISU as a school and, Everyone was so welcoming. Like this, the whole Mongolian community I found was quite like welcoming. Um, and then it was cool because straight away you'd go on a school camp or you'd be talking with your friends that were Mongolian nationals, and you were just able to really see that like the interconnectedness of culture. Um, and with all the different parties coming, so like for example, we'd be versing like the American school or the British school. Like there's so many different aspects of it, and you're just like, wow, like, this is insane now. And in one small space, there's so many different cultures and you've got the Mongolian culture that is the primary one, but then you've also got all these different places that your friends are from and teachers are from. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and like learning from all of those, like everyone always has something different to contribute to the table. So like Jonty said, in like such a small pay- space where everyone's working like in a team or collaboratively, like all those different approaches like really, really get 
gets ex exploded in that small space? I think more than more because your class, guys, is more. You were very close with all the boys and the girls in your class. Are you still in contact with them um, weekly or on or on a daily basis? Yeah, we, yeah, we all I'd say catch up. Yeah, over social media, that sort of stuff, and everyone's everyone's yeah. kind of keen. Like I know, old old always keeps us updated with his volleyball, how that's going. <laughs> Darren as well, off in the ski field, so. Everyone's always sharing what they're up to, whether it's like uni or sport. And I think sport's a big part of like how we stay connected, whether it's just having a chat about the NBA or what's going on in the Champions League. That's great, guys. Yeah, it's pretty Because we had Darian and in... sorry, ahead, CD. Go ahead. Uh, I was just wondering, did you guys find it difficult to uh, kind of transition back to home after being mm. international? You know, you kind of get used to being international, being around, you know, everywhere, tons of other people, and then you go home and you know, you're surrounded by people who maybe have never left. Uh, yeah, was, the hardest part, yeah, the hardest part would have had to be like when you when you're someone that, or when you've traveled a lot, you like talking about your travel because like, when I was in Mongolia, everyone has traveled because you're in the middle of like the world. So you're able to kind of relate with people about traveling and everyone wants to talk about it. But when you kind of come back and people that have never traveled or never left, you just kind of just like oh, yeah, that's cool, but it's not a main focus. So I think that was probably the hardest like, part. Like, you're so excited about it, but then you're kind of, oh, I'm back to reality. Like, I kind mm. of have to get back to school and have to start doing this stuff. Which, yeah, it was hard, but slowly I've been back for a year now and I'm slowly starting to get back into the how it goes. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. For me, since everyone's, like, at this university, everyone's come from all over Australia, it's been it's been pretty good, but I would say the hardest thing for me has probably been like the the language or like traditions, like a, a lot of like uh, different like Aussie sayings. Like I know Aussie slang is pretty notorious, but like just the little things like that, we like realize like oh, like, I wasn't like I didn't really like grow up with that as a saying or like just li little things like that. Sure. So guys, uh, I went with you. January 2019, we went to Shenzhen, remember, the last basketball trip. Uh, you were in grade 12. Um, and then we came back. And then uh, two weeks later, you had a game against ESM. I remember that Friday. Yeah. And then, uh, then, then, then it was over. How, how have you coped with that whole situation of not having a normal graduate year? You know, sports stopped, everything stopped. You went back home. How was that for you guys? Honestly, it was pretty hard sometimes like when morris and i are calling um like we had a moment morris and i like on our last game with esm it was just him and i and we're in the bleachers and we're getting changed and um like now when we think about it, like that was our last sporting moment i yeah. that we had together so um it's kind of cool that morris and i have that where we're like oh, reminisce about the days <laughs> but, the <laughs> ESM. but um yeah it was just it was hard knowing that we went from being so and go through our sports and our studies and stuff like that to then being excited that we had time off and then being excited that we had a bit more time off and then just kept on adding up and adding <laughs> up. At the end of it, it was like a year and we're just like, oh, all right, that's a little bit of a, that's, that's a lot more than we were expecting. So that's probably, I find to be the hardest part. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. For me, I would say kind of like Jonty said, the pace of everything we went from like that one Friday where it's like, oh, you weren't too sure what's going to happen next, but you know you got a bit of time off to 
just everything kind of picking up pace, but then also having like that whole year off. So I guess the, the toughest thing for me was kind of staying focused on like what I had to do next. So whether it was just like make sure I was doing my push-ups, getting ready for my fitness test or like make sure I was on top of like applications or stuff like that, just over that whole year, just that fast pace of both everything changing, but then also having that like so much time off. I think that was a pretty difficult balance to find. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely a weird situation. You guys were kind of lucky. You got your, your Acumus trip in and then everything shut down. Yeah, uh, we were supposed yeah. to host at ASU. And then I think we were actually supposed to play Orchelon the same day you guys played ESM. And Orchelon was like, well, I don't know. Okay, we're going to cancel. We'll see. Maybe next week it'll be fine. So like they canceled and then everything shut down. This Chinese schools canceled everything. Like, so for us, it was like, oh yeah, it's just going to start. We're going to start to get some games and then like, boop, everything's done. Okay. Like, so, uh, yeah, we were, we weren't as lucky just down the road. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, just imagine if we were in China a week later or two weeks later, just don't even think about that. The funny thing is when we arrived back into Mongolia, you know how it was only flu season when we came back? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they've taken a, a large step forward and making sure that like, they're very safe with the flu because <laughs> like the border patrol were wearing like masks mm -hmm. and gloves and everything. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then it turned out to be coronavirus. So, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. I remember that because we went, came back and we were like, what did these people do with all these masks on? And we had no clue, right? <laughs> yeah, it was COVID-19. COVID-19. Guys, I want to just dive into a little bit about you, uh, so, Jonti, can you, t uh, first with you, when you came, you were in grade 10, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen you make make a massive transition throughout those three years. Can you talk a little bit of what changed? Because uh, I remember, because I went to you and said, do, do you want to play sports? You're like, nah, I'm too busy now, personal project, yeah, maybe yeah. next year, remember? What yeah. changed that? So, can you talk a little bit about um, your progress? When I first came to Mongolia, uh, I put on a bit of weight, so I was pretty... I was quite large and I think I just was underconfident as well. Mm -hmm. But then over time, I kind of saw how inclusive all the boys were, how inclusive all the teachers were. Um, I started to, well, I decided oh, I need to start losing weight. So I started losing weight over the, the next years and it was good having all the boys support. Like I had Morris and all the boys always pushing me, coming to the gym with me. And they'll be like, oh, well, why don't you just try out for the team? And the teacher's like, yeah, you should try out. And, and it just went from that to then weekends. I'd be like, I'd feel more fit. And the weekends would come, the boys would like invite me out, and I'd be like, oh, you know what? Let me give it a try. And then I would just constantly like, just trying new things and trying new things. And then I kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, well, like I've always enjoyed sport, but it was just my confidence grew back over the three years. And then I was able to, I don't know, kind of be back to my original self, I guess. And I was able to enjoy time with all the boys and play sports. And yeah, it was really good. That's yeah. great. That's great to hear, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially that those connections with the boys, right? That being pushed by each other. It's really good. Yeah. If I didn't have that, I don't think and I don't think I would have been in the position that I am today. I would the support of ISU and the boys. I I don't think it would have helped me. Uh, yeah, if I didn't have that, it wouldn't have helped. So yeah. That's great, man. It's good to hear. Yeah. Are you Marisi? Uh, for me, I'd say the biggest change would be my, I guess, my approach to sport and I guess life in general. Uh, like, like you said, like with that tight knit, like group of the boys, like 
of course, like as a young kid, like in grade nine and 10, you always want to like beat the older kids and be the best that you can be, get first place. But then I guess as I guess just got older, a bit more mature, I realized like this, like I'm not playing sport for like the first place. So I'm like playing it for the experience because I'm only going to get to have this game with this group of people like one time. They really like become your family. Like that last game against ESM, like you never know when it's going to really be your last game. So you really just got to got to play for that sort of family connection. Just just enjoy the experience rather than like trying to focus on like being the best. But then also make sure you're focusing on sport for like the right reasons. Like Jonty said, with like that great group of people, like especially, for example, like the basketball team, like I know everyone left training like happy as, like everyone was smiling after training. I can just really like, if you're, if you're focusing on it for like mental health and making sure like you're just enjoying every experience you get, like if that was my biggest change. Sure, for sure. Uh, what about now? What are you, what are you guys up to uh, now that you're back home? I know COVID probably uh, takes away some opportunities to be active and involved, but uh, what kind of stuff are you, are you getting up to? For myself, um, I have, Sign up for a half Ironman in December. Um, so that's a like a swim, bike, and then a run. So I signed up for one of those because I was like, well, I can't swim and I can't really bike. I didn't even have a bike. So I was like, can't swim, I can't bike. So I might as well sign up for well, it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes. So luckily, I was, um, I've got a job. So I was able to buy myself a bike um, and a bike indoor trainer that I ride on with COVID restrictions. And, um, yeah, and I'm just slowly working my way up to becoming a better swimmer, better rider, and a better runner. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And Jonty, what about that uh, ride for research? Oh yeah, so at the moment, um, what I, I just signed up for is called Ride for Research, and it's a um, it's a 200 kilometer ride over two days. So you ride 100 kilometers to a town out of Perth, and you camp there for the night, and you ride 100 kilometers back. And it's to raise money for cancer research for the Perkins Institute of Medical Research. Um, and yeah, I just, well, my friend was, is actually doing it and she was like, she sent out a thing, who would like to do it? And my motto this year is to be kind of just do it. Like, just like Nike, I guess, just, just do it. Like, you're not going to be able to do it again. So I thought I might as well just go for it. And the way I see it is that like, because it's on the, October 17th and October 17th is going to come anyway no matter what I do. So if I just have something to train for, I'll be doing something more fun on that day, I guess. So, yeah, so I'm ra currently raising money uh, and fundraising for it and the money goes directly towards the Perkins Institute of Medical Research. So it was really cool. So for everybody who's watching our podcast, I'll put the link in the description and I will share yeah, it with cool. our ISU community, Jonti. So uh, support Jonti on his trip. Yeah, we'll thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Great. Morris, so um, now you're in the army, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, re I remember when, when, we, when we were talking about that. Um, it's actually very funny. We had a while ago, I see we had Buena on the podcast. Yeah. who was at Annapolis at the Navy Academy. And this guy changed. He was like uh, super military. So how, 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 how have you changed now you're in there in that system? Uh, I, I guess the biggest change for me would be definitely my maturity. I guess... <laughs> Like always in high school, you always joke around, have fun. But I guess the biggest change for me would be like, I guess, mentally switching on and like everything that you do. So I just had a 
tough month of like initial training. So you do all your marching, your like physical training. And I guess that really made me think like, you can always say that like, oh yeah, I can do 15 push-ups. I can do like <laughs> however many sit-ups, but when you actually have to like get down and dirty with it and actually do it, that's when like you really, really discover like your true self, like how far you can push yourself and that, that motivation. So I guess that's been the biggest thing because that's kind of in all areas of life now for me as well. So whether I'm like, if I start failing classes, I'll get really, really hammered on. So it's just making sure I'm always like switched on and applying myself like pretty much a hundred percent at everything I do. Good, that's awesome. <laughs> well, so how many push-ups do you have now, Morris? How many push-ups? Sorry, City. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we, we just had our Academy fitness test the other week. So we do it to a two second cadence. I got 36 push-ups, a uh, hundred like sit-ups, but the sit-ups are pretty easy. It's feet held. And then we have to do a 2.4K run in under 13 minutes. And I think my time for that was 9.52. Nice. Nice. He's sharp. He's sharp. <laughs> and I guess the biggest thing I've noticed is coming from a small community, you're like, oh, like this kid's like a freak. Oh, like this kid's a freak. But then when you like step out into like that even bigger pool, like at university, there's like some insane kids out there. Like some mm. kids are running like, eight minutes 22 on the like the 2.4k run and you just go like wow like <laughs> if if the game's here like in high school it really just does go off that like another notch wow. and i guess that's also been a good thing because like at the end of the day you're competing with all of those kids as well like once i finish we'll all get placed in like a ranked order and then handed out our jobs from there so it's like the healthy level of competitiveness i'd say mm. Good, yeah it's kind of interesting right when you go out and then you realize like there there's more than just the kids that were in my high school or in our conference <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what would you say uh has been the the biggest lesson that you've kind of taken away from sports that's helped you now that you're out into the real world so uh, I'll, I would say uh, being being a good a good listener and also being open minded in your approach to everything. Uh, like I'm not always going to be perfect in my like basketball drills. So whether it's like listening to that coach or listening to that older player, just really really making sure that I'm like listening carefully to that and applying it to myself. I guess that feedback is like I guess the best way that you learn. And then also like being open minded in that team. Like teamwork, especially for me, like in the army is a really big thing as an officer. So mm -hmm. being able to lead with that, like open-minded approach, like making sure that I'm choosing the best decision, but also like making sure that I'm making the right decision for everyone in my team and making sure that I'm at that round table where everyone's throwing ideas in and just creating good outcomes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'd probably say that. It's never well, one thing I've taken from sports is that it's never easy at, at the start, but don't let that demotivate you. Um, so I know that when I first started riding, when I first started running, I just I couldn't even run a kilometer. I was very unfit and stuff like that. But I, I just if you just push yourself to go out there that day and you run one point one k, you've already done a hundred meters more than you did last time. So I think with the mentality that sports has taught me, it's just you just keep pushing. So. Even if it's not always 100%, like you should strive for 100%. But even if you do 80%, 80% is 
it's better than 0% that you would have done if you didn't do it. So I think that's something that I just always constantly think like, oh, well, if I get out there today and do it, even if I don't do it as well as I probably could have, I'm still doing it. So mm-hmm. it goes with sports. I assume like 5 a.m., 5.30 morning practices. You're like, oh, so cold, especially with Mongolia. But then <laughs> even if you arrive, you know that soon the coach will be there, your friends will be there. You will start waking up and you start training. So, yeah, as long as you, I think you just step in and just kind of do it. Then, yeah, it's probably the, the hardest but the easiest thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Guys, I found the uh, the comments Morris and actually Jonathan made too about you know when you go and you see these kids who are high level, right? Do you do you feel like because we are in a small country here, very isolated Mongolia? Uh, I remember we we went down to Beijing for football and that was tough because there were some very good teams, right? Do you think that we prepared you enough well to cope with these you know losses or seeing these kids who are very talented? Did did we help you enough with that? as our sports programs here? Yeah, I, I would say definitely because we, we did have that like real tight-knit like teamwork as well. And I guess that mm-hmm. really helped us focus on on us. And I guess that was the biggest thing, just making sure that as a team or like as individuals, we're just a, that little bit better than we were yesterday because like for me, I'm not going to be able to like beat some of these kids in like the 2.4K run. But if I'm running yeah. it that like, five seconds faster than I were like last week or something like that. That's, that's the best way that I can improve. And I guess I'd say that that was really, really good. Like all the coaching staff, they were really focused on, on us and like in preparing for games, we're never like, Oh, like, have you seen that kid? Like he's a freak or like, have you seen their goal? He's like six, six or whatever, but we were all just focused on like what we were doing, which is really, really positive. Yeah. And I think with the, I think, the edge that we had in Mongolia was the fact that everything in Mongolia is done the hard way. Rather, winter is extreme. Uh, summer is extreme. Everything is, the animals are extreme. Um, so kind of that, that toughness that Mongolia brought, I guess, was able to be portrayed in our trainings. And I think we did the best that we could with what we had. So like, it would be football season, it'd be tryouts, and we'd have to do it inside because it'd be snowing on the outside. So um, I think all this stuff kind of taught us resilience as well, how you're not going to have everything that you need, but as long as you, like, you're still able to do stuff, like you see the inspirational football players and NBA players and stuff come, like show that they came from nothing and uh, the greatest stars in the world. So I kind of just think it gave us a taste of our, like what that really is, because we'd, like, even though we all came from amazing places on the world, it was still, you'd see, I remember when we were in Macau for basketball, we're walking back to the school and the Macau football team was already training. And so we're like, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? But it was too cold to be training outside. So I think stuff like that really taught you that you have to do the best that you can. And I think that's what the faculties ISU and Mongolia gave us, is that we can do the best that we can um, with what we have. And it kind of makes you appreciate everything more as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's great to hear, guys. That's exactly what we're doing, trying to do with huh? supporting you to become a little bit better every day. So thank you. That's great to hear. Uh one thing that we, we usually like to ask the alumni is uh, what advice would you give <clears throat> maybe like a younger version of yourself or uh younger athletes or potential athletes that are listening to this um as they as they start their their athletic journey? 
Um, uh, yeah, you get my respect. I would say, kind of like Jonty said before, is look look out for your mates. Like uh, at the end of the day, like they're, it's pretty much all team sports. But if you're going through that like shared hardship together, you know, like the guy to the right of you, the guy to the left of you, like they're both either just, just as cold as you are in the morning, just as tired as you are in the morning. And if you're all like working together as a team, that, that's how you progress. And then I'd also say uh, really keep a balanced like lifestyle in everything you do. So don't go like too crazy over sports, like love your sport. But also at the end of the day, there's like bigger things in life. So make sure you're keeping on top of like your academics or like you're, you're eating right. You're also like getting healthy amounts of sleep and just practicing good, good habits like that. They make you like a really like well-rounded person and that makes you just a much better athlete. Thanks. Yeah, and I think the best thing about being a young athlete is uh, because you're young, everything's trial and error. So, for example, like I know when I was young, like 15, 16, I wasn't eating the best, I wasn't sleeping the best. I was doing the top, like, number one things, but you kind of you will learn that over time. You will, if you put in effort, you will learn how to eat properly and what works for yourself. And I think that's also a good thing to know and also the best thing about mongolia like if you want to especially with the school is that you can go into the mountains if you want like like get some of your friends some of your teammates and like go play footy with the boys at rent out a place or you can go rent out a basketball court if it's too cold or you guys can just go for a hike in the mountains like it gives you such a large option there's so many options to do that and we're fortunate enough to be able to afford it as well that because when you come to a a place where like australia it's so expensive. It's like fifty dollars an hour to rent a place like that. <laughs> For a Mongolian, it's like fifty thousand Tugruk. So really, take it like use what you have, and you, yeah, it's just really good how you can do that. So my advice would to be just just use the opportunities that you have in Mongolia, and you know, to your advantage. And you, once you become year 12, eleven, twelve, you'll pretty you'll be set. So, yeah, I am actually, uh, guys, I'm. How you talk? I'm very proud, man. You guys are 19. If I, I wish I talked like that when I was 19, <laughs> it's very. No kidding. You're right, guys. I got actually two more things I just want to talk to uh, talk to you guys about. Could you share? Because you've been on a few trips. Could you share one the most funniest, most most memorable moment you can get back from your trips, Morris, and then Janti? Well, the. I guess the funniest one for me would have to be uh, Dolwich football in Suzhou. Just watching Aldrich and Ethan just mess around when they were rooming together would always be the funniest thing, just seeing them down at breakfast. But then also all the little things as well, like on every team trip, like you really just value those like little moments, like the team walks where everyone's just joking and cracking laughs, like walking to the school or on the buses, just those little experiences that you don't really think about in the moment, but they leave that like lasting, like that was really funny or that was just like the best. And I think we're still yeah. finding out who, who, who was messing up your room in Macau and more. I'm not sure who did that, but, uh, John, I, we actually have, a, <laughs> we actually have a really similar thing here, here as well in the Academy. If you leave your door unlocked, there are like, <laughs> anyone has the right to go into your room and mess things up. Uh, actually happened to one of my friends last week where they took everything out of his room desk chair bed moved it all outside and set up his room outside 
Oh, <laughs> I think I think the best part about the troops and like the funniest things would always either be the airports. Um, like there have been times when you're the most tired that nothing makes sense, but it's all so funny. Like there was one time where I was sleeping. As actually, Makili always makes it, like talk brings it up. It's like we were sleeping. We were in Beijing Airport. I think we're coming back from that trip in Shenzhen, and I was like sleeping on a bench. I try to wake me up, and I told her I'd go away or something like that. And like, there's just all these little things where like you're deprived of sleep, but everything's just so funny. Like Nacho yeah. losing his alien card. It's like it wasn't like you had to sit in the airport. Or, like just those little like you'd be walking to the bus, and it was just being able to be with your friends. Anything that would be funny because you're just focusing on sport and having a good time while kind of seeing the world. So yeah, I think yeah, that was probably the best part, the funniest things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are always the most stressful times for us uh, ads and coaches. You know, we're trying to get everyone <laughs> through the airport, and no one has any sleep and can't follow directions. No one knows what's going on. So uh, yeah, imagine. Good. Awesome. Yeah, those trips are always amazing. I got a few awesome pictures. Simon, that one of of uh, Ignacio flying through the air at the at the at, at the football yeah. tournament. Remember that one. So, yeah. you know, it's those memories that we create, right? And 10 years down the road, we still laugh about those things and we forget uh, the scores, but we we keep those memories with us, right? So uh, that's great that you guys could share that with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to go to those um, as well. Like without you guys and we wouldn't be able to have the domestic sports that we did and we wouldn't be able to have the international sports that we did as well, so... We are very grateful for what you guys do as well. So, yeah. Thank you. I will never forget spending the whole night with your parents, Janti, at the Chinese embassy. That uh, that was lovely. <laughs> yeah, that that okay. That would probably have to be the best moment about the trips. I think Morris and I sitting at at the embassy trying to get a Beijing visa, like four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> come for you toes. That's where that's where true friendship is made, right there. True friendship at the Chinese embassy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys i have actually one more thing and then maybe mr cd has one more question um i saw something that you wanted to do a ride or going through australia together and you had like a GoFundMe. is that is that still happening did that happen or do you, do, oh, do, so, do you still need funding well what we were doing is um so we set up like we thought well we didn't get to graduate anything like that so we were going to travel to perth we're going to travel to wa um morris is going to meet me there and then we're going to go all the way up around we we're originally going to go around australia we decided not to we're just going to go up the top of western australia and all the way down um but then with COVID and stuff like that we decided we won't so hopefully in the future oh mm. actually hopefully i think morris and i are uh, sussing out a trip for december um somewhere but hopefully yeah we can we'll be able to get to that one day but yeah yeah it, it's made me realize like the really small windows in life, especially with like my, my leave now, like I'm off for the next two weeks now, but like it takes a lot to put together like an activist trips, like you guys working really hard. And it's that like really small window where you just have that like one week or those couple of days just to like really pack in as much like fun or an, an experience like that. So I guess that's what me and John too will hopefully be looking forward to when everything kind of settles down because yeah, just the uncertainty and pace of like the whole kind of COVID world now. You're not sure when you're going to have that next window of like just that mm. week of knowing that you're just going to be like relaxing 
with friends, having fun. Yeah, I came to Brisbane for three days for Mikhail's birthday, and then uh, my flight got cancelled. So now I've been here for a week, and then when I fly back to Perth, I have to self quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> so <Whoa>. like, <laughs> yeah, it turned from a three day <laughs> day holiday into like a three week. So yeah, wow. So the uncertainty wow. is, is pretty hard, but we'll get through it. It's all good. Yeah, you get through. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, it's been it's been great uh, talking to you guys. Uh, you know, I, I like I said, I, I recognize you as, as soon as you logged onto the call, and uh, yeah, no, just some of the the maturity in your answers and your responses too, um, just shows like how much you did take away from your time at at ISU and playing sports in Mongolia. Um, you know, just do it right. Just even if it's eighty percent, just get out there and do it. Take advantage of what you can do. Exactly. Yeah, guys, I, sorry, I'm just, I'm very proud. I'm very humbled actually to talk to you guys today that you took the time for us to share your experience, your story. Um, and I'm just very happy that we have, you know, we just push you in, in the right direction and in the end, you guys got to do it and you're, and you're, and you're doing it. Um, I think you've got a very good support system behind you, your parents. I know them well, you know, that's very important. And, uh, I know we, we have, we have those memories and we don't, you know, we don't forget those and that's just gonna keep going. And, uh, we, we just want to thank you so much for being here today, share your story with us. And, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us as well. Thank awesome. you, sir. No worries. <laughs> All good. And <laughs> Whenever I'm doing PT in the morning in Canberra, it's, it's really cold, but I always remind myself, like, it's not as cold as minus 30 in Mongolia, so <laughs> yeah, always, sure. always helps me get through it. Uh, John, do you have the, uh, your shirt like Morris is having right now? Do you have the shirt? Uh, You've got yeah, it, right? I've got a hoodie, though. I've got an ISU hoodie. But you don't have this shirt? Oh, I've got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, good, per- good, oh, good. Yeah. I will worry. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really awesome, cool. guys. Hey, please say hi to your parents. Say hi to uh, to your brother Morris and to your sister Jonty. And uh, it's yeah. been a pleasure. And um, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, guys. All right, okay, see ya. See ya. Bye bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. All right, so we just wrapped up our interview with uh, Jonti and Morris, and uh, no, it's great to talk to those guys. Uh, yeah. Like I said in the interview, I, I, I've seen them. And I, I didn't really know who they were when we scheduled the interview, but you know, after seeing them, I know uh, that they've uh, they've definitely been involved at ISU. And for me, the biggest takeaways were just uh, the maturity in their responses. You know, just how they think about you know Jonti saying, you know, just do it, even if you're not a hundred percent doing something is better than doing nothing. Um, signing up for a triathlon with no training, not being able to swim or didn't have a bike, you know, just, just being willing to kind of try it, you know, even saying like, uh, you know, October 17th is going to come whether I'm doing the ride or I'm not doing the ride. So might as well make it interesting. Um, you know, just that level of maturity and kind of perspective about the world, I think is what really stood out to me, you know, interviewing those two guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just very, oh, I was happy to talk to them. You know, I didn't see them for a year, right? And then I always, I always, when you don't see people for a long time and then you see them, you just, you know, you just continue like you have, like you saw them yesterday, a very humble voice, you know, very caring. 
all the IB learner profiles, these boys have it. You know, they're very, you know, they're very actually happy with the things we help them with here in Mongolia. Um, so yeah, it was great to talk to them today. Uh, they shared some a lot of good information for younger athletes. Um, yeah, just very humble, very caring in general. Just uh, great boys. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see them too. Kind of realize how much effort goes into these international trips. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, if there's any current athletes listening or watching, that uh, just appreciate how much work your coaches and your your administrators put in to make these tournaments and stuff possible, uh, because a lot does go in behind the scenes just to make sure you get there safe and you have a place to stay, you've got food, um, you know, all those things that you don't don't really realize, especially when you're sleep deprived, like Jonty had said. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, just just the adults that are are making sure everything's going as smooth as possible. Um, yeah, and with our podcast, we, them. yeah, exactly. And with our podcast, we always try to, you know, focus on life skills through sports. Um, you know, medals are part of sports. You know, winning is is part of it. But these boys showed you that it's trying to get better every day, a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. they go back to Australia and they see these other kids who are very talented, but they tell themselves, "Hey, it's it, I have to better myself." Don't look at others. Of course, it can be an inspiration, but try to get better every day, a little by little. And that's the kind of philosophy that we preach. And uh, I'm happy that we had a little part of that uh, for with Jonti and Morris. And, uh, you know, they will grow. They'll get better in what they're doing. And uh, it's great to, uh, you know, to keep in contact with them in, in the future. Um, I will add uh, the information about Jonti's uh, rights for the for the fundraiser in the description. So if you want more more information about that, just please look in the description. Excellent, and uh, thank everyone for for watching or listening to the show. Uh, we thank appreciate you. you, and uh, if you haven't yet, like and subscribe so that way you'll you'll get the next ones straight to you. Thank you, John T. Morris, and thank you everybody for watching. Take care. See you next time. Bye bye.